today on The Breakdown. We got another one of them classic cash game hands between big-name players from Live at the Bike. It's Garrett Adelstein versus Matt Berkey. It's a brand-new hand, though. And these guys, their reputations precede them. They're both insanely aggressive. They both really go after each other and, and other players as well. They're also really deep-thinking players about the game. And it all comes out in this hand. We're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> Ingressive, you said. Did I say that? Yeah. I, usually I know when I misspeak, but apparently I didn't hear that one. That's a word that I don't think exists, but I feel like it should be the opposite of aggressive. Well, ingress is a word. But that's about, what, is, what does ingress mean? It doesn't have anything to do with aggressive. No, no, not at all. No, ingress, I think it, I mean, now I could be wrong about this, but I think ingress is like, uh, like uh, entering something maybe. Entering something. Like if you're going in aggress, you're ingress. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good grass, especially in the springtime. Well, know? I mean, that's why that's why they those songs by Gershwin are what they are, you know. Ingress. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a word. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Garrett Adelstein, Matt Berkey, 100-200. I mean, isn't this what everyone dreams about? Are your dreams littered with this? Littered. Yeah, all over the It's the a ground. horrid garbage land in my dreams now. Yeah, of Adelstein and Berkey, poker chips and pocket aces. These guys have really both kind of crept into being like the guys that people want to see play cash games these days, you know? Yeah, so like it's things true. have kind of shifted towards these these two guys. Well, I think a lot of cash game play and a lot of play in general, actually, um, of the high level variety anyway, is pretty boring for a sure. lot of different reasons. And a lot of it is that it's hard to take advantage of other super high level players by playing super aggressively. They figure out how to defeat that, which is pot control call with enough of your range that you can't be exploited, stuff like that. So these guys though are doing it in cash games and against slightly players who are, who are often not at the very tip top of their games, but also this is who these guys are. So I don't think they can turn it down even when they are playing against the best of the best, yeah. which is problematic I think for them ultimately. But it sure makes for entertaining poker, right? What you really want to see is when Tom, like when Tom Dewan first hit the circuit on high stakes poker, right? And it's like, oh my gosh, he's making plays that felt impossible. Right. Well, I think high stakes poker was a good show, but it also was lucky enough to capture a moment in poker history where high stakes poker was actually interesting because yeah. people hadn't figured out all these GTO things. And the players who were considered the best were the Tom Dwan type players who were doing crazy things all the time. Yeah. Not the Justin Bottomo types who were like, yeah, I guess that was correct again, Justin. Real fun. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. It, so it's different, you know? And in that moment, we had players like that, Doyle Brunson, Elia Lezra, guys splashing around, you know? It was different. Now we got, you know, robots with sunglasses on. Yeah. And uh, it's not as fun. But these two guys are fun. These guys also have a little bit more personality, like you're saying, sort of than some of the other guys. Not necessarily in the middle of a hand, but outside the hands, they certainly do. And their play also is sort of almost part of their personality because they're both highly aggressive. Yes. They take shots, big shots at big pots. And I think we're going to be asking the question a lot here, maybe mostly on the river, but the question being the same question we ask on every podcast that involves Matt Berkey. Did Matt Berkey fuck this up? I think we're going to be asking that question. I look forward to uh, to that for sure. Yeah. 
Let's see if he fucks up pre-flop. Okay. He's got $60,000 in front of him in this 200 big blind cash game hand with the big blind Annie. He opens so, to 900 with two threes in the hijack. So he's, he's got 300 blinds. Yes. Okay. Folds to Garrett in the big blind. Garrett's got a big stack. He always seems to have a really big stack in these games. He must buy in deep. Yeah. Because he can't always have doubled up. You know. I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. that's correct. Yeah. He's got 141K in front of him. So that's just a, an absurd amount. A, a significant amount of money <laughs> in front of you for a game this size. Just, you know, 700 something blinds, whatever. Now, I don't remember what the hand was, but I remember it happening before where Garrett three bet a hand out of the big blind. I think it might have even been this same hand. Um, I think what? it was against Arpapazian. Oh, okay. Um, oh, you mean, I mean Queen 10. Queen 10. He has Queen yeah. 10 suited and he three bets out of the big blind to 3,700, which is such a non standard play. Yeah. Everybody flats here. Pretty much, yeah. It's cool that he's doing something different. Yeah, and it's, a, and it's an interesting hand to do it with. Yeah. For sure. It's the kind of hand that can make really big hands, which I like. Yeah. It can make straights and flushes and stuff like that. And when you have, like, when the board comes 10-10-X, it's really hard to give you trip 10s, which I like that, too. So yep. there's, some, there's some value to it. At the same point, yeah, everyone calls here because, uh, you know. Because it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense because, you know, you often don't make a hand. And, when yeah. they, and against their calling range... The hands that they decide to continue with, although when you're this deep, they're going to continue with almost everything. Yeah. So maybe maybe that's not so true, but like you're not doing great against the ranges, right? Like this hand, but maybe that's why he's raising. I don't know. It's sort of a medium strength hand. It's a little weird to raise it. It's one of the weird hands to raise, Queen Ten of Diamonds. But he makes it 3,700. It's big sizing. Yeah. Uh, I think that might just be his standard sizing in this spot, or do you think that might be Berkey related? How much did Berkey make it? 900. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think this is really standard sizing. And, you know, you're 4Xing it out of position. That's pretty yeah. normal for a cash game. I guess. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. I guess it's just kind of taking me off guard that he's three betting from the big blind with queen, ten of diamonds. Sure. I mean, he's going to be out of position the whole hand. This is not a hand where you really have to put in all this money. Like, you can pick hands where you're going to be in position. It's like a home field advantage type deal, you know? It is kind of cool, though, to do something different. Sure. And... uh an exploit that I have recently figured out playing online a little bit, playing specifically tournaments, not cash games, though, is especially when you're in, you know, in dinky little online tournaments when everybody's like 20 to 30 blinds deep for a lot of it, to three-bet late position openers out of the big blind with a much wider range. Mm. I kind of go back to 2008 with that because yeah. people don't really expect it. And so they're like, oh, I can so easily open a six off on the button and not worry about getting three-bet unless he really has it. But if I have Jack Nine suited in the big blind, such a standard call. But like in these tournaments where all these chips matter a lot, I've been three betting and it's been working at an extremely high rate. Yeah, it's an interesting exploit, right? How now. are you sizing it when they it's do it? Probably something like three point two x. Yeah, because it doesn't have to be that big in a tournament, right? Sure, no, it's terrifying. Yeah, in a tournament and yeah, they call it. It's for so much of their stack, they can't right. really. You're just, you're just saying you're like, just don't call it, just don't call it, just right. don't call. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, yeah. like, it doesn't work every time, but it works way more than it should. It's yeah. definitely been profitable. That's great. So that's a good play. It probably won't last forever nope. because people are going to start doing that because they will start to realize it will work, mm-hmm. you know? Well, one way they might start to realize is that you're telling them all. Yeah. You're but nobody thousands. learns. These people can't learn. These people, the people listening right Steven now. Steven Tixay, who suggested this hand. Sorry, I forgot to mention it. You can't learn. Apparently, he can learn. And he did learn. Because he sent us this hand yeah. on Twitter with That's the YouTube link. That's true. Time 
time stamped it and everything. Well, he time stamped it at zero seconds <laughs> because it's just one hand. But we, still, we appreciate he, that. He knew he didn't have to time stamp it. That counts as time stamping as far as I'm concerned. It's practice for the next one. Steven Tixay? Yeah. That guy is the bomb. And you don't get to say anything about him or his people the other, the other listeners who never learn. Yeah, those When people. will you ever learn all it's of you? It's really... I don't, I don't like it when you do that. I'm uncomfortable with you attacking our yeah, listeners. You, you're always coddling the listeners. I'm yeah. going to tell them the hard, cold truth. You all... You no. all can... No. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'll take it back. This close to devastation. <laughs> you're all wonderful, and I love you all, and I'm sure you're all excellent learners. So... Well, now you're just talking down to them. I don't know how to talk to people like this. Yep. If they're going to react like this... <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's 3,700 to Berkey, who okay. is obligated to at least call with any pair, obviously, because of yeah. the depth of stacks. It was, we're way too deep, and it's Garrett. It feels like an automatic. I mean, it doesn't matter that it's Garrett, but Garrett makes it even more of a call, right? Yeah. But he doesn't even have to. Like, we can be ahead as we are. Like, we can be ahead a lot more than we mo- normally would be against people. I'm sure right? Berkey is aware that Garrett three bets out of the big blind more than other players. I'm sure he is. Yeah, I'm so sure he, is. he feels like he's ahead at least some of the time, but. If not, there's always set mining. Yep. And it's fine to do that. All right. So the pot is now $7,700. Pot got big yep. all of a sudden. Yep. Uh, and uh, the flop is a good one for Garrett. 10 deuce four. 10 of spades, deuce of spades, four diamonds. It's not particularly hitting Garrett's three betting range that much. No. Uh, so he can get called sometimes by Berkey, stuff like that. Sure. It's good. Although, of course, he flopped top pair. And Garrett's going to bet. I think that's the only option here, right? I think you, I think it's crazy not to bet this hand. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get a lot of folds, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. And you have to pretty much call any size raise that Berkey makes unless he makes it huge. Yeah, it's two spades. I think so. I agree. It's slightly connected down there, down below. Right? Down below. I mean, Berkey could have ace wheel suited or yeah. three five suited. Exactly. For- for a straight draw. Yeah. And of course he can have spades and he could also just have the ace of spades with something, you know, and decide not to fold for a while and, uh, or raise or something like that. Yeah. I think we bet with the intention of not folding because what's Berkey raising us with now when sets. he raises it sets and we block top set, right? Although so, you advocated a lot on the last podcast yeah. we did with Berkey that Berkey raises a lot of stuff on the flop that other people don't. That is a really good point. I forgot about that. So he might raise any better 10. He might raise better tens. He might raise other things. He's weird. Well, that's another reason why we just can't fold. Yeah. He might raise worse tens. In fact, he really might raise worse tens. We've seen him do stuff like that. Queen five. He had queen five and raised on a queen high board against uh, Jungle Man. Yep. So anyway, yeah, this feels like uh, we bet with the intention of not folding. Well, if Berkey had ace 10 here and he got raised and he raised and he got called, you have to shut your mouth. But all your talk about Berkey would be like, he's, a, he's doing it right. Yeah. That would be a perfect example of. Berkey sort of like leveled the world into uh, paying him off in spots where they usually wouldn't have, right? Which I think Berkey's cool. intent is to level the world into something. I kind of think it is, and he may be pulling it off. I'm not sure. Yep. He may not be, though. <laughs> All right. So, it's unclear. So Berkey, although he's Berkey, is not even going to raise his pocket threes here, although you might expect him to as Jonathan Levy. Uh, you know. You think he raises everything? That- I don't know. I don't know what he's, I don't know what he's doing with small pocket pairs. <laughs> So he, he calls. He probably can't fold, right? No, you can't. You can't fold for several reasons. You can't fold number one because you might have the best hand. You can't fold number two because um, even when you don't always have the best hand, sometimes Garrett's got the kind of hand he's going to have to check fold on the turn. Yeah, he goes so, like a... 
Like sevens? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly a hand like that. Sevens, eights, nines. All that is really not loving it at all. Um, also, if we want, we can call, and if a spade comes and he checks, we can rep spades. We're so deep. There's, you know, value in, in not that you're set mining here. You can't do it only for that. No. But there's a little bit of value in, like, well, we have two outs to a set also, and we're so, so, so deep. Being in position makes this, I think, a pretty standard call because we also are ahead sometimes with all that, right? Yeah. What do you think? I think you have to call. How much did he, how much did uh, Garrett bet again? 3K into 7,700. Yeah. And, I mean, I think the main reason you have to call is that you're ahead a lot of the time because Garrett's three betting range out of the big blind is pretty wide. Mm-hmm. And he's going to bet, like, pretty much every flop, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, he's down betting also. And he's going to yeah. bet, like you said, pretty much every flop. It's cheap. feels super straightforward. All right. Pot's 13,700. Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is 13,700. Pieces of my heart because oh. I love it so much. Wow. Out of 13,800. Oh, uh, I was going to ask you how that all worked, but now we know the math. Yeah. That's great. So that's really high percentage. Well, they've been sponsoring us for a while, Jonathan. They have. And I love them for it. Of course you do. You should. Yeah. Your love is necessary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Uh, and also what is necessary is to use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. And I forgot that you wanted to do the ad read. This I time. did, but you just took, you no, just you got, got on it. that surfboard and rode that wave. You didn't got it. You? you got it, man. You got the rest. All right. This is fantastic. I'm like the relief feature coming. <laughs> coming in, man. I got this. Don't worry. I got it. I'm going to come in. I'm going to throw fastballs. <laughs> throw flaming fastballs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Really not gonna help. <laughs> okay, I got it, man. I got it. So, nitrogen. <laughs> this is not gonna work. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Before the podcast, Jonathan said I'm gonna do the ad, and if I start doing a laughing fit. Don't help me. And he was joking. Yeah. But I took him seriously. I, I, I knew you would probably get to let it go if I uh, if I went into one of these. And I was like, oh, that's going to definitely make me go into one more now that I'm <laughs> yeah. aware of that. And I, let, I let it go as long I was as I fine. could. I let it go as long as I could. <laughs> I, I want to just tell the audience, I have not slept in like 48 hours at this point. So it's a little tougher for me. But um, here's the thing about Nitrogen Grant. It's a Bitcoin-only poker site, which is awesome. It means you get your money in and out super fast, much faster than those other sites who also pay out in Bitcoin. Those other sites, it's like 48 hours processing. Then they send you the money. Not so with nitrogen. <laughs> Uh-oh, here it goes again. <laughs> All right, so nitrogen is fast. And by fast, we mean about 90 minutes to withdraw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan contributes. We appreciate that. So get on the nitrogen sports poker train by using the link in the description because that gives you access to special poker guys promotions and tournaments. And it shows nitrogen that you came from us, which we would really appreciate. Yeah. Even though I just insulted all of you earlier. I will say this. You screwed up that ad real bad. Oh, because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sure did. <laughs> what about the sports, man? Oh, what yeah, about sports betting? There's you sports didn't even betting. mention it. What are you doing? Okay, how about this? What about there, the casino? You can do those things. You got nothing to say about the casino? You can play blackjack. You can bet on your favorite NFL playoffs or anything else you want. Are you kidding me? You don't even mention that? All right. You are a letdown. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> the ad is over now. Okay, okay. So maybe you can get your shit together. 
it's hard sometimes, but that was, I mean, I swear to God, who would have thought that doing the ad is like my favorite part of every podcast now. Nothing more enjoyable than doing the ad. All right. Well, get your poop in a group because it's time to move on. All right. All, All right. right. So 13,700 in the pot. We've got the 10 deuce four, two spade board. Garrett's got queen, 10 of diamonds. No backdoor draw there. Berkey has two threes. He does have backdoor straight draw, but nothing else. And uh, the turn is the three of spades. Yeah. Which completes the flush, obviously, but also completes Berkey's set. And Garrett is drawing dead. Pretty cold. That's called running like Berkey. Yeah, it's burking it up. The Berkelator strikes once again. Yeah. Berkelator 2, Berkelicious. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Berkey lives. So, yeah. So he does that, and Garrett is now screwed. Now, his, the good news is that it's a third spade that comes. Yeah, I mean, Garrett can consider starting to think about folding right away if Berkey puts in a lot of action. Yeah, I think so. I mean, because it's not just a spade. It's also the three of spades, which completes uh, the gut shot, or at least one of the gut shots. Ace, five, and five, six. Yeah, and those are hands that Berkey absolutely would have called on the flop. He might have right? raised with them on the flop. He might have. Ace high, ace high, he may have called, and five, six, he's probably more apt to raise. Yeah. He, I mean, sometimes he's going to raise the ace, the ace, five, two, but... But so this card is not a good card, is what I'm saying, for, uh, for Garrett at all. He, he knows this, of course. Yeah, of course. He was just hoping for no spade mostly. Yeah, he's like, give me a, a low no spade card. How, how about like the eight of not spades? How about That'd like the three of diamonds? Oh, that would have been bad. That would have been real bad. But yeah. it's the three of spades. Yep. It's a little bit of a get out of jail free card spot. Yep. For I mean, Garrett. there were ways that Berkey was going to win this hand without improving. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Like, I, I think it's really possible if the eight of spades comes, Garrett's going to check. Yes. And Berkey's probably going to rep the flush. Like, why mess around? Why not, why not knock out the hands that are beating you, too, instead of just check back and trying to, like, take your equity here? Like, you can do better. Yeah. So. I agree. So, Garrett checks. Not much you can do but check when you have Queen 10 on this board now. Super straightforward check. Berkey now feels pretty confident he has the best hand when Garrett checks. Yeah. I mean, I guess Garrett could have a set of tens, you know. Sure, but whatever. I mean, then you're then you're going to lose a lot of money, right? I mean, but it's not going to be that bad because now Garrett can't raise you anyway, right? Right. So actually, it's you lose two more streets, but you're not going to go. You know, you don't have to like lose it all necessarily. All right. So Berkey's going to bet. Yeah, bets eight k into thirteen seven. Seems fine. Before we get to what actually happens, I want to ask you. Okay. What do you think happens if Garrett decides to turn his hand into a bluff and race? What if Garrett makes it 22K right here? How much back is, how deep is Berkey? Berkey, before he bet the 8K, yeah. had 54,000. And then he bets 8. Yeah. Into 13. So that'd be putting another 16 in, well, it'd be putting another 30 in. So it'd be like 43,000 and it would be 14,000 to win 43, right? Uh, plus. We have to believe there's another, like, 30K behind that we'd often get if Garrett has the flush, right? If we so, get there, you mean? Yeah, assuming the board pairs. Yeah. Um, so, 40, so it's like 13 to win, like, 73. And now we just need the board to pair. I think that's good enough to call. Yeah, assuming, okay. assuming Garrett actually has... Sometimes we're ahead, but rarely... We wouldn't think we're ahead that often, right? Right. So... We've got 10 outs. That's a lot. I think, we, I think we absolutely have to call. What do you think? What if Garrett makes it 28K? It's getting worse. Definitely getting worse. So now it's 20 to win, like, 
I mean, help me out. I don't know anymore. Fifty-eight, and there's and yeah. then there's like another twenty back or something. Something like so that. So it's like twenty to win like seventy-eight. Super close. I think we'd have to call because Garrett doesn't always have it. Yeah, Garrett could have the ace of spades and play it this way. Yeah. The problem is, I don't think we're usually going to call a shove on the river. Yeah. We mostly have to fold on a shove on the river when the board doesn't pair, right? Yeah. We can't just be a hero every time. That's not a good plan. So that's, that's the problem. So when Garrett doesn't have it, he's often going to shove. If he just has the naked ace of spades, I got to believe he's going to shove the river, right? Mm-hmm. So it may not work so well that Garrett sometimes doesn't have it, and we're ahead, right? Because, like, so what? We're going to lose anyway every time the board doesn't pair. Right? Yeah. So that sucks. But I think our hand is probably a little too strong for us to fold right now anyway. What do you think? I mean, Garrett's obviously repping a flush if he raises. Yes. I think it's a horrible spot. Yes. I think a lot of players will check back because of that. Mm-hmm. But Berkey's a guy who likes to get value when he can get value. I mean, Berkey's rep is someone who absolutely, like, bets in spots that are, like, bets thinner than other people, goes for value in thinner ways. So this works to his advantage here. But although he doesn't have a flush, he's got kind of the next best possible hand he can have, right? Yeah. So it's almost like a flush, especially when Garrett checks. I mean, if Garrett check raises, that's different. But almost always, he's going to have the best hand. And Garrett, like my question is, is Ber- if Berkey has jack 10 here, is he checking that or is he betting that? He might be betting it for protection. Or just value, even because he's Berkey. I don't. I know. don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He does super weird stuff that I don't understand a lot of the time. You know. Yep, that is accurate. The thing that's so interesting about this spot is, I do believe Berkey was going to bluff slash protect if any spade came. Yeah. And now the three of spades came, and he kind of wants he wants Garrett to call now. Right. It, you, you find yourself in that spot in poker so much where you're like, okay, I'm gonna kind of float here, and then I'm gonna make a play, and then you're like, oh. I made my hand. Now I really hope he calls on the type of card that I wanted to come that yeah. I could make a play on. Yeah, that's it's right. kind of weird. It is kind of weird. Well, that's exactly what's happening here. What are you going to do? The good news is not only does Berkey have this weird rep of going for value in spots that most people won't in thinner value, Garrett also can definitely be a hero. We've seen him do it. You know, he doesn't. He tries not to let the money cow him in any way. So that's good, too. Yeah. I mean, if Berkey had pocket sevens, he might make the same play. He might. So if that's possible, that's, that, that makes this a, good, a better bet for Berkey, assuming Garrett knows that, which I think he does. Yeah. Right? Meaning Garrett is going to be more apt to call with top pair and over pair type hands. Right. Which means then we, we can bet our set more of the time as Berkey. Yeah. So I, I think I like this bet as Berkey based on who he is and who Garrett is and the, just the Berkey dynamic that he brings with him wherever he goes. He brings the Burke. Yeah, it's like a vortex of Burkefulness. So what do you think? Is, can Garrett consider folding yet? I mean, this is a super bad card. You can be drawing dead. You're drawing dead against Berkey's actual hand, but yeah. more, more on the mind is you're are drawing dead against flushes. Yeah. Um, I think I would strongly consider folding this as Garrett. We have to believe that Berkey is floating with medium pocket pairs and is going to fire all spades, no matter what, basically. You know, and maybe not even just pocket pairs, but floating with lots of things on the, on the flop to fire spades on the turn. And I don't know if he's really doing that that much, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Every time, every time Berkey has the ace of spades, he's probably doing it. Um, 
with the medium pocket, the made hands, the one pair of hands that he calls with on the flop, he's doing it. If he has ace, queen, ace, king, he might be doing it. He's probably four betting a lot with those hands pre-flop against Garrett. They're so, so, so deep. I'm not sure if he is or not. Yeah. It's hard to know. Like, yeah. I could see him go either way with that, you know? He might decide just to play a, a, a smaller pot in position with hands that are really strong and yeah, a little, maybe. Be a little surprising. But, but also, he certainly could four bet, especially the ace-king, right? I'm just trying to think of what hands can he call with on the flop? Can he really show up with here? Because there's not too much, right? Unless he's just floating with a huge amount. I guess he could just float with like 9-8 suited and stuff too if he wanted to, right? With the backdoor diamond draw? Yeah, so he's got backdoor flush, backdoor diamond, and the float and position and all that. I did lie, by the way. On the flop, I said Garrett did not flop a backdoor diamond draw. He did. There's four diamonds on the board. Oh, well... So you don't that, respect the listeners. It changes all of the analysis. You hate the listeners, and you lie to the listeners. I guess that all goes together. Three for three, yeah. Yeah, if you, if you don't respect them you hate them, you probably should be lying to them. Yeah. But tell them good lies. Don't tell them bad lies. By the way, I thought of a new nickname for Matt Berkey. It's a Netflix production starring Sandra Bullock. Burke Box. Good. It's brilliant. Wonderful. Anyway, I'm just saying. It's a good idea. To call him Burke Box from now on, Box of Burks. So if you see him this summer at the World Series, are you? I'm going to go, do it. Burke Box, Burke Box. I'm going to do it. I don't care. You don't care about what? About anything anymore, but about his reaction to it. That's the only thing you you seek. <laughs> Wait, what? You you only seek Matt Burke's reaction to if you call him Burke. Box. I'm saying I don't care about anything except his reaction. No, I meant the opposite though. So you care about everything but Except that. that. Yeah. So every other reaction he has, I care a lot about. And everything else that happens in the world, I care very strongly about. <laughs> okay. It makes it for a very difficult day, every day of my life. It sounds tough. Very passionate about everything. You can, you can hear it in my voice. Listen to my voice. Yep. It's very passionate. Just play any of the ad reads from the last year. You'll hear it. You'll hear the, the passion, the fire. Mm-hmm. It burns. Anyway. Yeah. Garrett decides to call. I understand why you would want to fold, but also it's Matt Berkey. Yeah. It sucks to fold top pair against Matt Berkey. It really does. And I understand. I think against almost every player in the world, you probably should fold. But Matt Berkey's a guy you could decide to consider calling against. I don't know. It's reasonable to say this is kind of a... I don't... I mean, for Garrett's three betting range from the big blind, I'm not sure how wide it really is. But this may be one of the better hands he shows up with. And so maybe he says to himself, against Matt Berkey, I just have to sometimes hold on. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to hold on, even though it's a really bad card. Just going to hold on. And that's not crazy. It's not crazy. I don't love it, especially being out of position, especially when we're so deep and there's so much to lose, but I get it. Well, the pot's 29,700 now. Yeah. And the river is the nightmare card for Garrett. It's the 10 of hearts. That is the nightmare card. That I is mean, a real bad card. He was already drawing dead against everything that Berkey is betting for value, though, so it doesn't really matter, right? That is true. That is true. Unless Berkey was betting like Jack 10. Yes. 10-9. Which would be kind of for protection more than value, though. Yeah, that's true. But it, but it could line up where, like, Berkey might also bet the river for value with that hand, right? Maybe. I if, think he would. Yeah, because Adelstein could have over pairs. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, right? Like, Berkey would be, Berkey had 10-9 suited. He might bet the turn, gets called and thinks, oh, geez, okay, well, I'm done. You know, I'll check back pretty much every turn. It's like, oh, well, not that turn. Hope you have aces now, river, buddy. You, you mean river? Yeah, of course I mean river. You know, the people follow. The people get it. You don't have to be this, a naysayer. You might 
you I might hate the listeners. Yeah. But they hate you. But so. they they hate me, but they ain't me. And then you know what you, I mean? and then you hate me. Yeah. So that's like a circle. It's a circle of of pain. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the circle of pain. That's cool. Yeah. I respect that from all of us. Yeah, thank you, listeners, for being part of the circle of pain. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag circle of pain. Who's gonna who's gonna do it first? Let's let's go. <laughs> Bring it on. All right. Um, and if you want to do a, a Photoshop of Jonathan getting punched in the face when you do the hashtag circle of pain, that'd be good too. It's been a while since someone photoshopped me into something. Yeah. Those are always delightful. The last thing might be nitrogen photoshopping your face onto a train. Oh yeah. I forgot about that one. That's a good one. That's of course on our uh on our <laughs> what are you doing? On our um TV show. <laughs> <laughs> TV show, <laughs> our poker, on our, poker time, on poker time. Yeah, yeah it's our uh, you know where we have our cash game. By the way, all of you should probably be watching Poker Time if you like this. It's great night doing commentary on a five ten cash game. It's forty five minutes a week, every week on YouTube. It comes out every Tuesday. It's, yeah, it's great. We're funny and delightful. That's the current format. Might change. Yeah, it might sure. change. Actually, that's true. Might change soon, even. But it'll only be more poker content. It won't be less. So don't worry about it. But um, you should probably check that out if you like this. Yeah. Anyway, let's check out this river. Okay. And ask the question. The question that did, we always ask. Did Matt Berkey fuck this up? Yeah. Okay, sounds great. Ten of hearts on the river. Garrett makes trips. Berkey makes a full house. He is no longer worried about the small chance that Garrett was slow playing like the nut flush or something. Right. Garrett checks. Yep. Berkey decides to move in. Yeah. Pretty quickly. Yeah. For 45K. 45,600 into 29,700. Right. Did he fuck that up? Because Garrett folds, I'm going to tell you that we can. I think I think we can talk about Garrett's fold a little bit. But first, let's ask: Did Matt Berkey fuck this up? I'm not sure that he fucked this up. I don't. I don't. My initial hit is that he didn't, but I haven't thought too much about it yet. Okay. So my initial thought is he's moving in with the naked ace of spades. Okay. If he's doing that, then he needs to move in for value with some hands. Also, this is probably at the top of his range, or yeah, this is probably maybe the best hand he ever has, except for. Forceful of tens. Maybe he has quads sometimes, but yeah. Okay. Okay, fine. But so, but we're like, this is like combos five to five, six, and seven, you know? And so if he's moving with the naked ace of spades a lot, then he needs to move in with, with strong value. And this would be part of that. So that's my initial quick hit on it. Why I think it's fine, but I haven't thought too much about it. Admittedly. Go on. Yeah, But you're thinking about that simply from a balance, balance. game. Theory As opposed to thinking about like, what is Garrett's yeah, call? Like, can, what can Garrett can call actually get called yeah. by hands that he wants to get called by, which is all hands pretty much. Almost. Right. Um, yeah. I think the naked ace of spades argument is reasonable. I don't know how many of those he actually has based on the flop. Like pre flop. He probably isn't going to call. If you open, he's probably not going to call with ace nine off and worse. Uh, they're so deep. I don't know what he's doing. I mean, no, he's not. He's thirty seven hundred pre flop over nine hundred. Yeah, he can just fold out. So yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's Matt Berkey. I don't want to say. I haven't I seen know him do stuff doing. like that ever. Okay, I hope you're right. So he's got like ace jack off, ace queen off, and maybe some ace king off with the ace of spades. Maybe ace ten. He's not. Oh no, ace he, ten is trip ten. So he's probably not going to just. It would make no sense to do that with that hand. No. Yeah. For as a bluff, that seems crazy. Right. Okay. Super crazy. So, so that's, in, that's a total of nine combos of the naked yeah. ace of spades. Okay. Fair enough. He's not going to have ace five off here. He can, ace, he can have ace five, but not ace five off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I don't think that's a huge consideration. Fair enough. The question is just the way Garrett played it, 
is he really going to be getting called with his sizing enough to make it better right. than just going for like 15K or something? I mean, let's pretend Garrett's got queens here. This board ran out so brutally. Yeah. Now, what he can't even really consider calling with queens on the no. river. Right? Like, you just can't. Like, well, I mean, if yeah, so that's a real problem. Right. So Because Brookie can't be targeting trip tens. No. Like, you have to pray Garrett has trip tens, yeah. basically. Or a flush. Yeah. A really weirdly slow-played flush. How could Garrett turn. ever have a flush? You know, it's so hard for him to have a flush. It seems really unlikely. So, yeah, trip tens is it. And, okay, he can have trip tens. Yeah. But he's not going to have it that often. He three-bet out of the big blind, right? He's just not going to have trip tens very much. No. And I don't know what else we could hope he has. I can't really think. And uh, like if, if Garrett had pocket deuces, so he has a full, he makes a full house on the river. You're probably going to get in with him anyway. You're definitely getting called by deuces. Yeah. But, but like he's like, if he checks and we bet a normal amount, he's probably check raising all in hoping we have the nut flush. Right. Yeah, probably. I yeah. I mean, I assume he's going to try that. It's possible he can't get called by the nut flush. Berkey's a lot more likely to have a flush than he is a full house. Yeah. So, like, you almost, like, feel like you're free rolling it with the deuces full there. You know, it's like, okay, he doesn't call very much, but, like, I'm always ahead. Now, right? Ber- Berkey fucked this up. Berkey fucked this up because his range is too strong. He has, he has so many flushes. Yes. Yes. For sure, that's what Garrett's concerned about yeah. here is the flushes. Yeah. And if Berkey doesn't think Garrett has many flushes, which he shouldn't because Garrett checked the turn and just checked called the turn and then checked the river, then Garrett's range is a lot weaker than Matt's. Yeah. That's not, a, that's not really a time that you're supposed to be using huge sizing. I mean, is it just that Berkey thinks if he bets in any kind of normal amount, it's the same problem? Like, mm, the I, pot's kind of, I mean, how big is the pot going into the... 29,700. Right. So if Berkey bets 17,000 yeah. on the river... Garrett still can't beat a flush. No, but he can be getting a much better price and decide that Berkey's doing some weird Berkey stuff. I know, but I'm wondering if by Berkey by moving in, it actually looks weaker rather than stronger. And because 17,000 still looks pretty strong. Yeah. And when it doesn't have to work nearly as often, right? Because he bets like, what does he bet? 45,000 on the river? Yeah. Yeah. So it only has to bet, you know, work a third of the time to get the same amount of value. So that's not, I, I, I feel like I get it. I feel like I get why he would bet 45 instead of 17. If not that either one is very likely to work. If Berkey wants to disguise the strength of his hand, he should check. That would really disguise the strength <laughs> of his hand. <laughs> Until he has to turn it over in like four seconds. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And then Garrett will be like, oh, I guess I can't call your check now that I see you have threes full. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah there'd be, I don't, I don't think he should check. No kidding. So, so he has to bet something. And he, he, it's po- I think it's reasonable to say 17000 isn't going to get called very much. Um, any amount I bet pretty much isn't going to get called very much. Like, it's hard to get called very much. Yeah, by that's Garrett's fair. Range. So then, since that's the case, let's go for the bluffiest sizing possible, which can work a lot less than the times when it doesn't get called much anyway. Um, and I get paid, you know, way, way, way more the few times it does. Um, and maybe, there, maybe there's not that much of a difference percentage chance of the times Garrett calls versus folds when I switch the sizing because of this. I'm, I'm, I think that's reasonable anyway. I think that's reasonable. I think theoretically it makes some sense. Okay. The same point, I think the sizing feels so different than 17K. I think Garrett might talk himself to, into a call a lot more easily with over pairs and a 10. I mean, a 10 is going to find... 17K probably gets called by a 10 a 
fair amount, right? Because you'd just be worried that, like, maybe he has a worse 10. Yeah. Like, it's possible Berkey has a worse 10. Um, but over pairs, I think, are folding either way. When the 10 pairs and Berkey bets again, like, you need him to have two sevens, just two random sevens, basically. All right, what if somehow, some way, Garrett had the seven high flush? Yeah. You think he's calling 45K? That's a good question. Uh, I honestly don't know. Maybe it's one of those I'm holding on against Berkey. The plan is to hold, like, when you check the turn, you're checking the turn to let Berkey do weird stuff and you're holding on, right? That's why you do it with the seven high flush. Yeah. And you call and you check the river and you sort of hope he loses his mind and he doesn't have it. So I think you do call with that. Yeah, you also, I mean, you block spades, which is important because Berkey doesn't have a ton of really big spades in his range. Right, and like we said, he has almost no full houses. Turns out he has one, but it's like so unlikely and rare for him to have a full house. Yeah. So that's pretty good. Um, Also, Berkey might have raised a flush draw on the flop at least some of the time. We know he does things like that. Yeah. So that's another reason. A lot of players do things like that. What? A lot of players do things like that. Sure, but Berkey probably does even more than a lot of others, I would guess. Uh, he's just because he likes to raise a lot on the flop. Yeah. So the fact that the fact that he doesn't raise the, I think, I think we're just obligated to call it the flush on the river. Yeah. I think you're probably right. So this is the next best hand after a flush, right? The problem is Berkey can have the flush. Yeah. And it's easier for him to have it when we don't have two flush cards of our own. By the way, if Berkey, Berkey can have better tens also, right? I don't know. Do you think Berkey's taking this line with better tens? Probably. I am not sure, actually, if he... Like, if he has King-10, is he... Maybe Ace-10, but not King-10. Is he really shoving? Ace-10 feels like, well, I'm just always ahead kind of a spot. Please hero me with something crazy. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, the whole point of this shove is to get called by overpairs, right? That's the major thing that's going on here. Because Garrett really doesn't have flushes. It's so hard to be called by an overpair. I know. It's so, so hard. But I don't think an overpair is calling 17,000 either on this board. I really don't. I guess it really just comes down to... How frequently is an overpair calling both sizes? And yeah. is it commensurate with the value you're getting? I mean, let's let's do our best guess for a second. Let's just wait in this pool a little longer. All right, so Garrett has two ahead. red aces. Okay, great. Garrett has two red aces. The strongest of the overpairs. Yeah. Um, without a spade in it, right. Um, okay. How often do we think he's calling 17,000? And I know we're just making it up. On this board, when the 10 yeah, pairs on so the river. It's so hard to know. I know. How often are you calling 17,000 on this board? It's such a fruitless exercise. I don't know. Like, it, it, has, it depends on a lot of factors. Like what? Like who I'm playing against. You're playing against Matt Berkey. How many shots of tequila have I had? Yeah. I mean, you, the situation is the situation. Yeah. You're just sitting in Garrett's seat, right? It's uh, a little different because Garrett has Garrett's reputation and you have yours. But pretend you have Garrett's re- Pretend you're Garrett, you know? We're putting you in his... I'm definitely more likely to call 17 than 45, but probably not three times as likely. Okay. I think that's correct. Yeah. Like, me too, but I'm probably mostly folding both in both sizes. Yeah. Well, maybe Matt Berkey did not fuck this up. Yeah. I think I'm going with Matt Berkey didn't fuck this up. Look at you, Mr. Defender of Matt Berkey on this one. Last time I was Mr. Defender of Matt Berkey. Burke box. Box of Burks. Burke Featuring Sandra Burklock. So close. So close. They wear blindfolds, but Burke, Burke folds. Burke folds, yeah. And Burke, Burke didn't fold. Burke shoved. And Garrett folded. Yeah. So there you go. That explains everything. That's the plot of the movie, by the I way. I think, yeah, it's tough to get paid by the river. There's not much you can do. Yeah. 
Garrett made a good fold, but it's kind of an easy fold. Yeah. Like Berkey's if range is so crazy strong. If you're folding to Matt Berkey, you're folding to most people here, right? Yeah. Pretty much. They have to be really crazy. Maybe Big John, you can't fold to. And yeah, the bike maybe. Here, you're like, you can have anything, <laughs> truly anything, Big John. But um, but Berkey, yeah. Like, even Berkey's just got it here way too much. Yeah. When the 10 pairs. It's just like, how can you, how can you take a shot here? Like, I called the turn. Like, I have a good hand, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that. It's like that. All right. Well, good fold. Good fold. Good play. Good hand. Bye-bye. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.